be as good as it was last season? Will the defense be anywhere near as good as it was last season? I have one simple answer to that question. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. Hope everyone had a safe, healthy, and happy Memorial Day weekend. The Steelers' biggest question I think entering the 2021 season isn't related to any of the many, many variables on offense. That's going to be more fun to watch play out. But that doesn't mean it's going to be the decisive factor. For me, when I look at at the Steelers having started 2020 by winning 11 games. I look at that as having been built almost entirely on the defense. And within that, on the pass rush. Because game after game after game, you would look at the next opponent and you would say, oh, That's the quarterback, and oh, that's the offensive line, and oh, those guys aren't going to be able to handle what the Steelers send at them. It never really got more complicated than that, at least not for me. I would see an offensive line matchup. Maybe it was whoever was going to be lined up against T.J. Watt, maybe it's whoever was going to be lined up on the opposite side against Bud Dupree. Maybe it was someone in the middle who wasn't going to be able to handle Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, Tyson Alualu. But one way or another, that's where the other side was going to get undone. You didn't have to worry about could uh, Joe Hayden stick with such and such receiver, Steven Nelson, uh, you know, the safeties or anything like that. Even the linebacker play really didn't matter all that much, meaning the inside linebackers. And that was kind of borne out by the fact that Devin Bush went down so early in the season. And, you know, they got by without him. Why? Because they could eat people alive up front. That's it. That's what's either going to make or break the coming season, certainly from the defensive standpoint, but again, from my view, from the overall standpoint, that is who those Steelers were, and that is who they need to continue being, especially after losing Nelson and Mike Hilton in addition to Bud. Those are significant losses. And look, I I get it. The people on the inside are going to say, well, this is just how it is. This is what Cam Hayward had to say on this subject last week at OTAs. Yeah, you know, it's always a challenge. You lose guys, great guys, every year. You know, that's the nature of the game. Everybody in this league should be paid 
you know, the highest amount. That's why I think because the amount of work you put in should benefit you, what you put on the field. Um, but this creates an opportunity for guys to step in. Um, Alex Highsmith is a guy I look at, you know, his second year. He really got to play his first year, and this is the second year where we look for him to blossom. You know, a guy like Cam Sutton, who's always been our utility guy, be able to put the nickel, the slot, you know, the dime. Well, now let's see if he can play, you know, full-time corner outside. Um, you look at a guy like James Pierre stepping in. Um, you know, these are guys that were, you know, depth pieces last year that now we get to elevate to the next step. But now our depth gets questioned. But, you know, this is an opportunity for those guys to step up. Um, you know, and I think the coaches are going to understand that. I think um, we find good depth uh, by, by using this time out here and, you know, getting ready for mini camps and, you know, training camp. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, worry about it, but I'm excited about it. You know, this is a chance for new guys to step up. That's fine. He's saying what he's got to say. He's the defensive captain, and he has been through a lot of different incarnations of that defense. He has seen players leave and get replaced. So maybe in his eyes, this just is kind of how it's supposed to go. But, you know, I'm also there for whenever Cam is tweeting out about Tyson Alulu changing his mind and coming back to Pittsburgh. Yes! Woo! And then when Vince Williams said he was coming back. So Cam knows. Cam knows. It is going to be different. And it's going to be different enough, I think, at the right edge in particular, that there's an awful lot of onus on one player above all. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who've been hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been AV rated. That's the highest rating a law firm can receive for legability and ethics. They've also been designated super lawyers, capital S, capital L, for over 15 years. That designation is reserved for the top 5% of attorneys in Pennsylvania. It's a rare combination the two of those. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. This is on Alex Highsmith. We can pretend that it's not. You know, we can do that thing where we say, well, there's any number of things that could... No. No, this is on Alex Highsmith. Alex Highsmith needs to be able to wreak enough havoc to create enough of his own penetration, to be enough of his own threat, not just to the quarterback on a given Sunday, but to the offensive coordinator throughout the week, meaning the other guy's coordinator, that the opponent can't focus on TJ. The Steelers need... First and foremost, for their best player to be their best player. And I'm talking either side of the ball. There is no doubt that would be TJ. For the Steelers to contend, TJ needs to have another DPOY 
kind of season. And the only way he's going to have that is if the opposing offense respects other threats along the line of scrimmage that they don't think to themselves, well, we can maybe chip him with a tight end, we can double him. And we didn't see a lot of doubling on TJ last year, which by, by the way, which kind of surprised me. Even after Bud went down, you didn't see it. But all it takes is for one team to do it and for it to work, for it to become a trend. We saw that in a different setting last season when John Harbaugh and the Ravens brought their whole defense up to the line of scrimmage and dared Ben to throw downfield. Ben didn't throw downfield, and then everyone else was like, whoa, cool, we can do that too. It's a copycat league, as they say. And someone's going to think to do that to TJ. I really, really believe that. Unless the Steelers can consistently get to the quarterback through other means. That could be, you know, Vince Williams being back. Vince is really good at getting back there. Presuming he gets on the field, we'll see how that goes. That could be Cam, Stefan, and Tyson, although they're they're getting into their mid-30s, and you wonder how much teeth is left at the D-line level. This is really going to come down to Highsmith. I don't know that I believe in his ability to get there in 2021. I love his instant ability that he showed to adapt and step on the field and make plays, including, by the way, the terrific, you'll recall, one-handed interception that he made of Lamar Jackson. He's more mature right now than Bud was at the same stage of his NFL career, and it's not even close. But Bud was a physical freak. You know, Bud's still going to be that in Nashville. Bud can do things out there physically that other people can't do. TJ was defending Bud in a conversation that he and I had. This was a a couple of years ago during one of the off-season workout sessions. And TJ went out of his way to tell me, listen, that, that guy can do things that I can't, you know. I mean, there's probably some things I can do out there that he can't, but he can do a lot of things that I can't. And what TJ was referring to was just physically, Bud's just like a space alien. So even if you think you have him schemed, even if you think you have him you know, dead to rights with how you're handling him, he can just do something that you can't stop. I don't know that Alex Highsmith can do that, and I don't even know that it's fair to bring that up, you know? Bud was a first-rounder for a reason. Highsmith's a third-rounder. It's not the same level of pedigree, and it shouldn't be the same level of expectation. But my goodness, there's so much riding on the kid. 
There really is. What I will say to his credit is that he does seem like he's got broad enough shoulders to handle it. Uh, This is one tough young man uh, with a tremendous football disposition. And he knows this. He knows this stuff I'm talking about. He knows this. He knows how much is on him. He knows that every time he doesn't go and have a sack and two hurries and whatever else here, that people like me and you are going to be going, bud this, bud that. And he's not going to want to hear it. That'll motivate him on every snap. We'll see. We'll see. I'm just telling you, that's 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 where it is. When we come back, just one question. Just one question. Today's comes from Hiosente, who says, So, it took last season for me to realize that there's a huge difference in mindset and technique between run and pass blocking, and I'm wondering if the more experienced line might have lost some aggressiveness but kept that pass blocking skill, and if that might be where we see the most growing pains with the new line. I love this question, and not just because it's O-line. I love this question because it, on one hand, points out that all those older O-line guys that a lot of people, myself included, have been criticizing throughout and then afterward should be recognized and appreciated for what they did do. They kept Ben clean. You can say what you want about Ben's release time, And Ben not being able to throw long because they couldn't buy him additional time. But the fact of the matter is, they entered the 2020 season with one primary purpose. Ben coming off that major surgery and missing almost all of the previous season, and that was to have Ben be available and healthy for every game. And he was. So that part was mission accomplished, and that is to their credit. I'm not going to take it away. I kind of diminish it occasionally, but I'm not taking it away. And I also believe that, yes, becoming passive, dropping back constantly, and eating someone else's aggression is not something that dovetails conveniently with the run-blocking approach, which is knock them on their rear end. And if you do too much of it, you take away that run-blocking moxie that you need in order to run effectively. In other words, put it this way. First down, Ben throws some kind of quick slant. Doesn't get very far. Second down, Ben throws one of those bubble screens off to the left. Gets you a couple yards, whatever. You're at third and one. And all your guys did to this point was, you know, step back and eat someone else's aggression, meaning your offensive lineman. And now it's third and one. And you're telling them, go knock that guy backward. Sure, they should be able to do it. 
But if you become such a pass-heavy team and you never commit to the run, remember, that was the term that Art Rooney used back in January, that the Steelers had not adequately committed to the run, then this is going to be one of the byproducts. Can't just flip the switch, you know? How will this affect the new line, to get to your question? The new line's got to be able to do both pass blocking and run blocking, but, you know, arguably even a third thing with this wide zone blocking because they're going to be moving out into space. They're going to be blocking spaces. They're going to be creating holes that really weren't even part of any kind of previous scheme as it relates to the run, as it relates to some of that short passing game that I'm talking about. They're going to be tasked with a lot of information, a lot of data. Is that a concern? Oh, wow, yes. Yes. I mean, you can have every one of these guys from left to right on that line be a total egghead and a sponge and a willing combatant, and it still won't be natural or reflexive right away. I honestly don't think you're going to see this offensive line anywhere near its best or its potential best through the first quarter, maybe even the first half of the season. And if that sounds scary, so be it. That's kind of what happens whenever you change up that much with a group that requires that much chemistry, that much communication. Yes, it is definitely, definitely an area where you're going to see growing pains, or as you put it, the most growing pains. No doubt whatsoever in my mind. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do this again tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.